Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is the best of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. And let's talk about what we took away from the weekend of college football and the NFL. There was a ton going on, much to discuss. I'm going to start with college football. I try to give you my big three kind of global takeaways from the process of the weekend. And I thought the biggest takeaway from college football all the games that were going on, biggest upset that we've seen so far is TCU taking down Oklahoma State. Uh, This is double-digit wins twice now for Gary Patterson and TCU. They went on the road and beat Arkansas 28-7. They are now whipping Oklahoma State in a massive double-digit upset. And Oklahoma State now, in theory, is set up to be able to make a run pretty legitimately into the Big 12 title game. Remember, this year, the Big 12 is bringing back their title game, and so they have a setup where the top two teams in the Big 12, remember there's only 10 teams in the Big 12, you're going to get a rematch of some sort. And now that TCU, which has a pretty brutal schedule this year, they go on the road at Oklahoma, they go on the road against Oklahoma State, and they go on the road against Kansas State. If they can split against Oklahoma and Kansas State, you feel really good about TCU getting one of those two uh, spots in the Big 12 title game. So Gary Patterson now 153 and 54 in his tenure at the uh, at TCU. Pretty spectacular performance. And by the way, any game you want to react to, you can give us a call 877-996-6369. We are going to talk obviously a great deal about the protests, but we're going to start with actual football as opposed to off the field football. Uh, second, I have watched Nick Saban in Alabama play pretty much every major game in the last decade that Nick Saban has spent at the University of Alabama. I'm not sure that I have ever seen a more dominant SEC performance than what Alabama did to Vanderbilt. Now, there's some idiot out there who came on this show Friday and said, I'm telling you, take Vanderbilt plus 19. That idiot was me. 
This was one of the ugliest games I've ever seen. These statistics don't seem real. Bama outgained Vanderbilt by 599 yards. Alabama got 677 yards of total offense. Vanderbilt had 78. 38 first downs to three. Vanderbilt looked like a high school team playing against Alabama. I think this was a response in many ways to people like me saying so far Clemson had been the best team in college football so far. If Alabama plays like they did against Vanderbilt, nobody's going to beat them. Go ahead and give them a national championship. Now, I don't think they can play that well against everybody. I don't think that anybody can play as poorly as Vanderbilt did. But I've never seen Alabama dominate a team like they did against Vanderbilt this weekend. I apologize to Nick Saban in Alabama. I apologize to all of you for saying take Vanderbilt plus 19, one of literally the dumbest gambling picks I've ever made. I was not feeling good about that one by the second drive. I said, my God, there's absolutely no way that anybody can be able to handle that. Uh, Also, biggest takeaways, finally, uh, big three takeaway number three, USC, Michigan, and Penn State survive in advance in road games. I've been telling you guys that in a modern era of college football, all that matters is whether you win. Much like in the NCAA tournament, where no one remembers how the first game went if you go on and end up going to the Final Four. You can struggle, you can play poorly if you're the one seed against the 16, if you're the two against the 15, the three against the 14. If you go to the Final Four, nobody remembers how the first game went. And so to me, this is beyond a shadow of a doubt where we are now in college football. USC was not very good against, uh, obviously, Cal. And I think they're going to lose on Friday. I've been saying this for a couple of weeks now. I think they're going to lose on Friday to Washington State. I think Mike Leach in Pullman is going to put this game together. And I saw the line open to round six. I think USC is going to lose that game. I don't. USC's played four games now, and in three of them, they haven't been impressive. They weren't good against Western Michigan. They were not good this past week against Cal. And they weren't very good against Texas. They were fortunate to win that game in overtime. They've played one good game so far. Uh, Michigan. Michigan may have finally found a quarterback. They were down 10-7 on the road at Purdue. By the way, we're talking about a lot of different jobs that may get filled. How about Jeff Brom at Purdue and how well he has been in terms of turning that program around? Almost beat Louisville, went on the road and beat Missouri by 32. Jeff Brom is a name. If you're not paying attention or your school is out there, if you're if you're Notre Dame, if you're Nebraska, if you're Tennessee, if you're Arkansas, if you're Texas A&M, if you are LSU potentially, if you're Missouri, uh, all of these UCLA, all these different programs out there, Jeff Brom is an offensive guy that I think could have a difference-making mentality for a lot of different programs out there. But Michigan, maybe with O'Corn, finds a quarterback. They play a lot better in the second half and uh, storm back to beat uh, Purdue. And then Penn State, what a touchdown pass with Trace Mc- from Trace McStorley basically as the game ends to win on the road in Iowa. Penn State avoids the same fate that befell Michigan, which is going on the road and losing to an underdog Iowa team. Uh, let's bring in the crew a little bit. Those are my big takeaways in college football. Before I go any further, though, also, if you happen to be a Kentucky football fan, if you happen to be a Kentucky football fan listening to this show right now, I don't blame you if you still want to break something. 30 years in a row, you have lost to Florida. It has been since 1986 that Kentucky has beaten Florida. It is the longest consecutive losing streak in college football right now. And Kentucky was up 27-14 to in the second half late in that one. And then decides not to cover the wide receiver 
and allows a touchdown pass with around less than a minute to go and then gets an inexplicable holding call. You can't tell me that that holding call gets made against Alabama. You can't tell me that holding call gets made against Florida on the final play of the game, basically, because guess what? Florida held like crazy against Tennessee on that late pass that they scored on. If you go back and watch, literally grabbed the jersey. I think Kentucky got kentucky there. You get a t- you get a call made. Otherwise, you got a very makeable field goal. Now, maybe Kentucky would have still been Kentucky and missed that field goal. Instead, the field goal's too far. Kentucky ends up losing 28-27. I was at a wedding in Chicago. I don't typically do fall weddings, but one of my buddies from law school was getting married. He's a Big Ten grad. He doesn't know any better. And he was getting married in Chicago. And I was watching that game on a, a phone surrounded by a bunch of University of Kentucky graduates. And that is one of the most debilitating scenes that I have seen in a long time. I mean, these guys are nearly 40 years old, big University of Kentucky fans, now 38 and 39 years old, and they can't remember being eight or nine years old and beating Florida. That's how badly they wanted to get that done. Not to mention, Kentucky would have been 4-0 and and probably entered the top 25. Instead, they get totally jobbed, I thought at the end, get that holding call made against them, and as a result... The Wildcats do what they do. They lost for now a 31st consecutive year against Florida. And I, I'm starting to think, like, guys, Jim McElwain is, is the new Les Miles because very easily Florida could be 0-3. Arguably, they should have lost to Tennessee if they were going up against anybody other than Butch Jones. Arguably, they should have lost to Kentucky. Obviously, Jim Harbaugh beat the crap out of them in week one. And meanwhile, there are a lot of uncomfortable and unhappy uh, fan bases out there at the top of the list I would say probably Arkansas and Tennessee. Arkansas finds another debilitating way to lose to Texas A&M. Texas A&M just breaks Arkansas's heart every year. Another overtime win for Texas A&M. And Arkansas, I have no idea what they're doing with Brett Bielema. 10-23 and 23 in the SEC. 26-28 and 28 overall. And Tennessee's fortunate to get past UMass. 28-point underdog. Tennessee wins 17-13 to 13 over UMass. And uh, and now Butch Jones, we'll talk about this, I'm sure, a decent amount this week, is up against it. His back is literally against the wall. It's uh, survive and advance time for Butch Jones. If he loses to Georgia, and they are around a seven-point underdog, the Tennessee Vols are, then I believe that Butch Jones is going to get fired. There's no way he beats Alabama. That would give him three losses in the SEC. He would be done. So that was the universe of college football. 877-996-6369. Jason Martin, anything additional I know I hit like 25 different teams there and told 25 different stories, basically. But anything additional that jumped out to you from week one of the college football season? I well, mean, I'm sorry, ha- week week four of the college football season. Well, I'm happy you mentioned Jeff Brom. Everybody's going to be mentioning him, but I'm a big fan, obviously, because of his days at WKU. Got to, co- got to cover him there. Know what an offensive genius he is. Know how much kids like to play for him. I think he's got a major future. But if there's one thing that I didn't hear you mention, it's at the SEC East. You kind of beat around it, though. You talked about Florida, and you talked about Kentucky, and you talked about Vanderbilt. But, man, does it seem like Georgia has an easy road right now. Like, Georgia beat Mississippi State down. And Mississippi State just embarrassed LSU the week before. Everybody's all down Dan Mullen talking about how great he is. And, of course, he is a very good coach. And then here comes Georgia between the hedges. And they just just slapped Mississippi State annihilated them and now they've got Tennessee coming up this weekend but 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 it seems like an easy road right now for Georgia to get to Atlanta it does and the the, the crazy thing about the SEC is there's only two undefeated teams left we're only four weeks in and the only undefeated teams left of the 14 in the SEC 
are Georgia and Alabama. Let's go out to L.A. Uh, anything jump out? Did you guys even watch college football out there? You guys are in L.A. Nobody likes football out there. What did you guys do this weekend? Just surf and uh, and cry over the Raiders getting their ass kicked? It was about the Dodgers this past weekend here in Los Angeles clinching. But I did get to fit in one game. I watched your boy James Franklin, so I picked a good college game to watch. With, uh, yeah, that was a uh, – I mean, he is on such a roll. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you just feel like they're going to win no matter what happens. Now, I do think the Big Ten East, maybe we were a little bit too early to say Ohio State uh, with that loss to Oklahoma was in trouble. When I watch it, I still think that Ohio State might be the best team in the Big Ten East. Uh, but what a win for Penn State to find a way down the stretch there against, obviously, Iowa. And if you're an Iowa fan, Ikes. Well, at least you've only got Kirk. <laughs> at least your coach had probably got added him a ten-year extension now. I think uh, Kirk Ferentz is uh, signed now until twenty sixty-three. So uh, you've only got to whatever it is fifty more years of him. Uh, but so, what did you think that that end game situation? You know what? Let's go ahead and uh, open up the phone lines, and then I'm going to dive into the NFL eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. We're also eventually going to talk about obviously the protest, Donald Trump, and everything else that spiraled out of that. But actual football to begin the show on monday much to discuss be sure to catch live editions of outkick the coverage with clay travis weeknights at 11 p.m eastern 8 p.m pacific on fox sports radio and the iHeartRadio app is useful and what i have not seen very much of is actually trying to contextualize and understand this from everybody's perspective right so i am going to consider this from the player perspective the owner perspective the business partner primarily tv networks and also Donald Trump's perspective. What's going on here? What's actually at play? I think for everybody out there who's like, oh man, I'm so sick of football being politicized. Trust me, I understand your perspective. I understand all of you out there that are like, man, I just want to hear about sports. I don't want to have to focus on politics. Well, this is, uh, unfortunately, they are completely combined now. So, Here is my easy solution. Before we even get going any further, I say I'm the King Solomon of the internet that I can solve any problem. Here's the easy way to solve this. Do what just about every major conference in America does and play the anthem before the teams come out. Like, if if they had not done this with the teams coming out and standing there, nothing would have ever started with Colin Kaepernick. I remember having conversations with people in the Southeastern Conference about this after the Colin Kaepernick situation started. And I said, are you guys concerned about this being an issue in college? And I hadn't even thought about it because you don't think about it that much. They said no, because... Our rule is we play the national anthem and do all of those things before the teams actually come out of the locker room. So if you're going to have the national anthem and have somebody out there giving a prayer, which they do before many uh, college football games, that's all happening before the team actually comes out of the locker room. So there's no way for the team to actually get involved in the protest. And if you're out there and you're wondering about this, this is why it hasn't spread to college football because by and large major conference in college football they have the national anthem before the teams actually come out on the field so as a solution here to end the politicization of polit- uh, of, of football one solution would be just start playing the national anthem before the teams come out and some teams tried to do this already right the Steelers the Seahawks the Titans they came out after the national anthem had already played So the individual team response, individual player response, is not kind of on the record there. Okay, let's start with this. I said I want to consider all the stakeholders in place here. I think this is really bad for the NFL. Okay, straight bottom line. Why is this bad for the NFL? 
Nobody really seems to know whether Michael Jordan said it or not, but certainly it's been attributed to him. And the way that the Jordan brand became a multi-billion dollar business was Michael Jordan was the most apolitical superstar of our lives. And attributed to Michael Jordan, whether he actually said it or not, is the line, Republicans buy sneakers too. And people would criticize Michael Jordan because he wasn't aggressive politically and everything kind of made sense around that perspective, right? This is a guy who wants Democrats and Republicans, moms and dads out there to feel comfortable buying his product for their kids because of his on-the-court performance and almost nothing outside of that matters. Jordan was the ultimate all that matters is what happens between the lines kind of guy. And that's smart from a business perspective. So from a business perspective, this is awful for the NFL. I think anybody who wants to argue that it's anything other than awful for the NFL is an idiot because this is really bad for the NFL beyond a shadow of a doubt. But here, let's let's like consider the stakeholders. Let's start with the players. What's actually being protested? A lot of times when uh, I would practice law, I felt like you get lost in the weeds very frequently and you end up arguing. And before long, you forget like the most basic thing ever, which is what are you actually debating here? And so I always try to think about stories from the perspective of what would a jury think about this story? So let's pretend that we had a court case going on and we had the most eloquent NFL players come out And we said, you make your case for why this protest makes sense. Could anybody make a good case of what exactly is being protested right now? Like, people are angry. Players, Donald Trump, owners, a lot of fans. But what's actually being protested? Like, let's go back to the beginning of this protest. Most protests, the reason why they exist is is for what reason? Because you're trying to change something, right? In almost every protest that you break down over the course of history, somebody is protesting the current situation in a hope that something is going to change in the future. That's the very essence of the protest. You are trying to change something. You are trying to to bend the arc of the universe in your direction. Okay, What are players actually trying to change? Can anybody out there succinctly tell me what the NFL players are protesting at this point in time? Why are they taking these during the National Anthem? 877-996-6369. I'm curious. Can any person out there succinctly explain why the players are protesting? The reason why I raise that as a question is, okay, let's go back to Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick said when he took his knee last year, which is what set off this, this current protest environment in the NFL, He said he was taking a knee to protest basically like police treatment of minorities. And then he stopped his protest. But as I told you back then, that protest never really made much sense because we had already Barack Obama, President of the United States, and Loretta Lynch, who was the Department of Justice head, they were already investigating aggressively every single police shooting that was going on on behalf of the Department of Justice. You had an automatic investigation that takes part, takes place in these local jurisdictions every time there's a shooting, okay? And then you also had a simultaneous investigation that was being undertaken by the Department of Justice. 
In other words, if you're really upset and you want to go back to Ferguson and everything else that surrounded that, Barack Obama was ensuring, as the President of the United States and as the Attorney General of the United States, Loretta Lynch, was in charge of implementing this, they were ensuring that the federal government conducted their own investigation into every shooting. Okay? So, what exactly is being protested here? As I said before, Colin Kaepernick is effectively protesting something that is already taking place. Now, if his protest is there's just too many police shooting black people, okay, but what tangible goal are you trying to bring about? And again, this upsets people, but I always want to go to the actual data. What is actually taking place when you look at the police shooting database? Right? Like, actually go to the facts. Don't focus on feelings here. Actually go to the facts at play here and look at it. And so far in 2017, so far in 2017 right now, there have been more white people shot and killed unarmed by police this year than there have black people. And more, almost more Hispanic people too. And look, I wish nobody ever got shot. Remember, I'm anti-death. I hate death more than everybody out there listening right now. But these are the numbers right now. And I think the numbers matter, all right? There have been 32 unarmed people shot and killed by police so far in 2017, according to the Washington Post. 32 of them, okay? It's incredibly rare. To put that into perspective, there have roughly been more people killed by bees, wasps, and hornets this year than there have unarmed people shot and killed by police you are more likely just about to be struck and killed by lightning than you are to be unarmed and leave your house right now and get killed. All right? Of the 32 people that have been killed by police that are unarmed so far this year, and remember, unarmed doesn't mean without danger. You can be unarmed and trying to take a a weapon from a police officer. You can be unarmed and beating somebody up and not listening to the commands of a police officer. Of the 32 people that have been shot so far this year, 13 of them are white, shot and killed, unarmed by police this year. 13 of them are white, 10 of them are black, 8 of them are Hispanic, and 1 of them is of an other race. So, what is the math there? 21 of the 32 are not black who have been shot and killed by police this year. So, what exactly is being protested and what do the players want? Is there a coherent goal here? Is there something that is actually being sought? Because I would argue to you that I've watched all these protests and I still don't know what's being protested. What tangible result do you want? What needs to be changed? 877-996-6369. That's the player perspective. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.